0: The deep wilderness, the deep woods, the outdoors, no matter what you call it, there are definitely scary and unsolved mysteries at every turn. Welcome back to The Swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true outdoors horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Now these stories may take place in the darkest and deepest parts of the woods, but that doesn't mean you should be scared of hitting that like button and subscribing if you're new. If you have a story from the great outdoors that you would like to share too, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Now without further ado, let's jump into these creepy and allegedly true deep wilderness horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Upstate New York Horror by Skylar This takes place in New York, not the city, I'm from upstate. There are lots of woods for being a state with a vast city. My story starts with me going to my grandma's property. She owns about 100 acres of wooded and cropped land. It was a sunny and pleasant day. Not too cold and not too hot. The perfect day to go metal detecting. I wandered like I always do in the woods, just trying to find some buried treasure. The only prize I found this day were some nails and a horseshoe. I never saw anything unsettling, and only had a few weird or scary occurrences on this plot of land in general. So I didn't think I was in danger, until the telltale signs showed. Suddenly, I had noticed that the woods around me had gone silent. I could only hear the goons, podcast and my footsteps. So I turned off my phone, looked around and listened to the very fast rustling in the trees and leaves on the ground. I did get a bit scared, but I was in the woods. It could be anything. I picked up my shovel, which is a military shovel. The creature is still zooming by and around me until it blindsided me and took a piece of my leg out, but I also got a good hit on whatever this was. My crash sent this thing scurrying to the ground, and once it gathered itself, it looked at me with big red eyes, and then to my horror, it stood on two legs. Right now, I'm scared out of my wits. I'm going to try to describe this monster the best I can. It was maybe around 5 feet tall, maybe even only 4 foot 9. It had large eyes. It had right length arms and legs compared to its height, but was built like a bodybuilder. It closely resembled a buff lemur, just at a colossal size. It was covered head to toe in dark reddish brown fur. It had claws on its legs and feet about 2 inches long, and what they did to my leg was sharp as hell. I've seen and learned a lot about cryptids and the works, but the only thing I can classify this creature was, was potentially a devil monkey, but I don't think they were even native to New York. It just stood there, sizing me up for some time, until it suddenly lunges at incredible speed toward me. I got lucky though, and put the shovel up to my head and blocked its attacks before it could take off my head. At this moment I realized this thing wasn't trying to scare me away. It was going for the kill. So I lunge at this creature and hit him over the head as hard as I can as my arms would let me. It seemingly put it down to the ground, and I didn't let up. I continued to bash it a few more times until I saw blood, and I began to run after this. I was trying to gather my thoughts and calm down a little, but I picked up the pace when I realized that the woods were still silent. I may not have killed this thing, but I definitely injured it, and there could be more than one. I couldn't tell if I was hearing footsteps around me or what was happening. But I I was just trying to chalk it up to paranoia. I kept running until I was out in the open field, and then the footsteps suddenly stopped. I could chill out for a second. I called my mom and dad to tell them where I was, and I was taken to a hospital. I've been back to the woods many times. I haven't heard or seen anything like this ever since, but I now carry a large knife, a hatchet, and a machete since getting a gun in New York is like pulling teeth. Why I Hate the Outdoors by Isaac I am not an outdoors guy at all. I prefer to be inside most of the time. This happened four days ago. I was at my friend Greg's house. It was a bright and hot Monday morning in the middle of summer. We were inside playing on his gaming console. His mom was cooking breakfast in the kitchen. His dad had only left for work a few minutes before we got up. The sweet smell of scrambled eggs with bacon and toast filled the air. We were your average 15-year-old boys in hoodies with ripped jeans and Nike shoes. You suck at this game, Isaac remarked. It's not like I sit here 24-7 playing video games all day. Greg's sister soon woke up and came down the stairs. Don't tell me you guys are up at 8 in the morning playing video games, she said. How about you go back upstairs and play with your Barbie dolls, Greg said. Shut up, Greg. You know I'm too old for dolls, she said. Isaac, Greg, Wendy, breakfast is ready, Greg's mom said. We all ran into the kitchen and made our plates. As we were eating, Greg's mom said, Your sister and I are going to Uncle Dan's house today. Would you like to come? She asked. No thanks, Mom. Me and Isaac are going to stay here today, he responded. Okay, don't get into any trouble while we're gone, she said. When we were all finished eating, Wendy and Greg's mom got their stuff together and left. Greg and I decided to play video games until they got back. While playing, Greg's mom called us and told us that she and Wendy would be staying the night at Uncle Dan's house, and Greg's dad wouldn't be home until 5 a.m. She trusted us to stay alone all day and night. We could do whatever we wanted. We decided to play video games all day. Who would be there to stop us? About five hours later, at 1 p.m., we got bored playing video games. We decided to go for a walk. We got out of the house and began walking down the street. There are a lot of cracks in the sidewalk. I'm surprised we didn't fall, We kept walking down the cracked sidewalk until we noticed there was a trail that went into the woods outside of the child's playground. Hey Isaac, look, it's a trail. Want to go down there instead? Like I said, the trail was right beside a child's playground. It led deep into the tall pine woods. Why would you even think about going in there? I asked. It's fine, it's not even dark out yet, and besides, I just saw two kids on their bikes in there, he said. Okay, fine, but if I go, you owe me five dollars when we get back, I said. He replied, saying, "'Deal!' We looked at the giant pine trees towering as we made our way to the trail entrance. There was a sign that read, "'Pinewood Trail.' We made our way into the trail and began our walk. You could hear the sound of birds chirping and the leaves rustling in the wind. "'It's peaceful out here,' I said. "'No kidding,' he replied. We kept walking for what felt like minutes. We were at least a mile into the trail when we spotted a deer in the distance. "'Wow, that's a huge deer!' Greg said. Honestly, I wasn't all that intrigued, though. I was more focused on a particular sound I heard. I swear I was hearing tiny whispers in my left ear. A woman's voice. Isaac. Is what I could make out. I turned around and saw nothing. You okay, bro? Greg asked. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I replied. We continued walking farther and farther into the trail. As we continued down the path, I couldn't help but notice that it sounded like the wind was calling me. I see. I started to get freaked out. ''Greg, can we head back now?'' I asked. ''Why do you want to leave already?'' he asked. ''I don't know, man. This place just gives me the chills,'' I replied. ''Oh, are you scared of the boogeyman or something?'' he replied. ''Seriously, dude, can we turn back?'' I asked. ''After we walked two more miles,'' he replied. ''Okay, just make it quick.'' While walking, I saw what I could only make out to be a woman in black and white jacket with blue jeans on. ''Hello?'' I called out, but got no response. She began to walk away and soon disappeared behind a tree. "'Who are you talking to?' Greg asked. "'I thought I saw someone,' I replied. "'It's probably just someone else walking the trail, man,' Greg said. We continued down the trail. Once we finished walking those two miles, Greg and I decided to head back. As we were heading back, we could see the sun begin to set behind the top of the trees.' We started to walk just a bit faster. As we were walking, I thought I saw a silhouette in the corner of my eye, almost like a shadow, but I ignored it and kept wandering back to the trail entrance. It was dark by this point, and I could barely see anything. Good thing we had our phones on us, and we turned on our flashlights and kept walking. Over our footsteps, I heard a faint growl from the woods to my right. I stopped. ''Greg, did you hear that?'' I asked. ''Yeah, I heard it,'' he replied. Do you think it was a bear or something? I asked. I don't know, but whatever it is, I don't want to meet it. Keep walking. While talking, a bear-like roar interrupted us. We both screamed and ran in opposite directions. While running, I shined my flashlight on my phone at it. What I saw was absolutely horrifying. Uh, A pale creature with no fur and no clothes. It was bald and had deep red eyes. It stood about eight feet And had a mouth full of razor-sharp teeth. I screamed to Greg, This isn't a bear! I shouted as loud as I could. He looked back and screamed even more. We were beginning to run out of breath until I saw a set of bushes we could hide in. We turned off our flashlights and hid. We could hear it snipping around for us. As it made its way toward the bush we were hiding in, we prayed that it would not find us. Then it let out the same roar we heard it do. And then, just like that, it ran off. What was that thing? I asked. I don't know, but we need to get the heck out of these woods ASAP, my friend said. We got up from the bush we were laying in and looked around. This thing was nowhere to be seen. As we made our way out of the bush and back to where we came from, I could hear that same voice again. will the show you away. I saw a little blue jay up in the tree. I signaled for Greg to follow me. I could still hear the creature off in the distance as I followed the blue jay. I could still barely see anything, just the light of the full moon, but that barely even made it enough for me to see. We had finally made it back on the trail somehow. We continued down the path that we took to get here. We could see the entrance. It was right up ahead. That's when the creature stepped in front of the door. We ducked behind a large tree in hopes that we could hide from it again. It began to walk toward us, its heavy footsteps echoed through the woods as it marched its way towards us. It was about 5 feet away from the tree I was standing behind. Greg was behind the tree right next to me. It grabbed onto the tree I was standing behind. It peeked its head around the tree. It almost saw me until it backed off and disappeared into the woods at that exact moment. Greg and I made a run for the trail. We straight up ran home without stopping, probably going faster than we ever have in our lives. I don't know what made it stop. I don't know why it didn't attack us. But all I know is that I'm grateful they'll be alive. Boot Camp Forest by Anonymous Hello, Swamp Dweller. Uh, I love your work, and listening to it constantly reminds me of an event that happened a couple of years ago that changed my view on the world and the threats it hides. I want to say I'm not begging people to believe me. Honestly, I don't really care if you do. Uh, I went through what I went through, and I don't need people to cast their judgment. Anyway... I will be referring to myself as Josh and my friend as Jay to protect us from the public attention. For some background, I joined the Armed Forces in 2017 and completed my infantry training in 2018. After training, I was transferred to my unit and met one of my most trusted friends, Jay. Jay is your typical military type, robust, aggressive, and tuned into the job's core and requirements. As for me, I'm more of a middleman. I tend not to stand out for better or worse, as I like to keep to myself. So, in 2020, my company, made up of two platoons, deployed on a six-day training exercise in a woodblock, military-owned forest to train in defense and ambush operations. The first couple of days were wet and miserable, so Jay and I constantly were purging or complaining to each other. On the fourth day, at 1800 hours, The two platoons split up to conduct night navigations in different areas of this vast training area. So after we conducted our evening routines, such as eating our rations and making hot drinks to last the night, and powdering our feet, we gathered with the rest of the platoon, about 20 or so troops, on a dirt road where a military-rented Land Rover was waiting for us with nightlights, maps, and coordinates to the night navigation that we were to do. Lads, get in pairs with someone. I don't care who you're partner up with, just get there and hurry up. We all shuffled and Jay and I stood side by side and exchanged a confident look. He was the best at navigation in our platoon, so I knew he would get back to the administration point before it was too late, and that allowed more sleep. Check this out. It's only five points, should be easy, Jay said with a confident smile on his face. Yeah, you up running around so we can get back early and get more sleep for tomorrow's ambush? I asked. Oh, definitely, man, let's smash it. Around an hour later, we grabbed our day sacks, belt kit, and ran towards the third marker, which was closest. Due to there still being light, we decided to ignore using our night sights on our helmets. Within the first hour, we had done most of the checkpoint and were feeling buzzed, although I began to feel fatigued, so I asked Jay if we could rest for ten minutes. Yeah, man, I'm exhausted, let's have a water break, said Jay. We walked into the wood block and dropped our kit as we sat upon our trees. Once we were comfortable, I realized how dark it actually was. I couldn't even see my friend sitting about five meters in front of me, so I turned on my torch. We started pulling out our snacks and water bottles. I think the next point is less than a kilometer in this bearing. Jay began when he suddenly stopped talking. What's wrong, man? I asked. But he placed a finger on his lips and pointed at my light, and I immediately turned it off and we sat there in the pitch black woods confused until I heard it. In the distance, off to our right, I could hear the snapping of branches. I also realized the forest was utterly silent. When the bugs and animals go quiet, normally a predator is near. Panic started to set upon me, and I began to pant as I heard the snapping of branches get closer, signifying that whatever was moving this way was getting closer. Jay shouted in that direction. No answer except for the lack of noise came back, as if whatever, or whoever it was, had stopped moving entirely. I realized it was most likely one of my fellow soldiers, so I shouted, Hello? Who is that? Hoping our fellow soldier would call something back, but what we got in return was nothing. I looked at Jay and said we should take off. I want to get this over with, and rather than catching up with whoever or whatever this is, I'd rather just go. Jay agreed, so we packed up and turned on our night vision, which was useless due to the lack of UV light in the dense woods. As if a hundred people were poking me, all I could feel was every tree branch as I moved, hitting me on every part of my body, I looked down to avoid getting poked in the eye, and kept walking forward. After about 20 feet or so, I looked up to see Jay standing completely still in an opening in the trees. He stopped me with his arms on my shoulder. I asked, Why are- He cupped his hand over my mouth to make me stop. I heard a rapid snapping of twigs and branches in the direction we came from, as if whoever it was were running full sprint through the woods. This fellon on scared me, as I know for a fact that no one could run through something that dense for fear of injury, and let me tell you, getting poked in the face or ribs by sharp branches freaking hurts. So what I couldn't understand was why whoever was doing this would do this to themselves. After around a minute of listening to the person running towards us about ten meters away, they abruptly stopped. I tried focusing on my night sight, but I couldn't see anything past the trees slightly in front of me due to the lack of the UV light guys stop messing around we're not helping you with the nav points shouted jay and a couple of seconds went by which felt like minutes i honestly felt like i had a panic attack my chest was tight my breath was shallow but rapid and a cold sweat oozed down my face washing the camouflage cream off jay suddenly yanks my arm and leads me into a different direction assumably away from the danger Bear in mind, this guy is 95 kilograms, six foot two, and built like a brick wall, and despite how dark it was, I could make out that he was pale as a ghost, so I obliged. As soon as we began to jog through this clearing in the trees toward the dirt road that ran in the coral line with the wood block, we heard an extra pair of steps moving a lot faster than we were, as whoever it was was trying to close the remaining distance. I turned around but still couldn't see anything, so I shouted,
1: "'Dude, we gotta get out of
0: here!' And Jay, without saying anything, began to full sprint down the clearing with me struggling to keep up. After about 40 meters, we exited onto a road and stopped to sigh in relief, but the sound of running footsteps made us explode into another sprint. We ran for around a mile, completely missing the checkpoint we were meant to get. There was no way we were stopping to get that, and eventually we had to stop and rest to catch our breath. We heard nothing. No running. No bugs. No branches snapping. We stood there gasping for air when a loud thud echoed, followed by someone dropping something that sounds like a sandbag on a pile of sticks. I see Jay on the ground. I fall to my knees to check on him. I thought he had passed out when I felt a pouring liquid from his face running all over my hands. Without thinking, I pulled out my flashlight, flipped up my night sight, and turned it on to see blood all over my hands, soaking into my sleeves as well as the earth around where Jay's face was. I shined the light in his face to see blood pouring from his nose, I quickly examined his nose to see a vast open gash in the center. Jay, what the hell, man? You should have told me you were feeling faint. I looked a little to the right and noticed a blood-soaked rock the size of a baseball at the very least from where I was kneeling. I realized in that moment that the rock was what hit him and made him go to the ground. I immediately stood up, filled with rage, and screamed, Hey, I don't know who's messing around with us, but you just injured Jay, you freaking idiot. But I heard nothing in return. Coming out now or I will freaking find you. Nothing. There was nothing in return. Then I began to put the pieces together. Someone had chased us for miles and then just attacked us with a rock, which means they're incredibly close and they are watching us. I began using the torch to scan my arcs, but couldn't see anything hiding in the woods to my left or right. I start to panic and look down to check on Jay. I only realize then that he's unconscious. Oh, crap. Is all I can mutter. I'm stuck with my unconscious friend. While some sicko is practically hunting us and is just watching and waiting to see what I do next, I slowly unclip my survival knife from my tool belt, flip it open, and scan my arcs more slowly so I don't miss anything. After thoroughly scanning my right and some of my left, I see it. A yellowish dot next to a tree. At first, I just stared at it in confusion until it quickly disappeared and reappeared. Something or someone just blinked. I panicked dropped my torch and began shaking jay for him to wake up feeling a small puddle most likely blood hit my knees as i knelt next to his head in a flash of instinct i reached for his water bottle and began pouring it on his forehead trying to shock him into waking up i looked over to see yellow semicircles hovering at least 7 feet off the ground it was getting closer i picked up my knife and held it tight in my right hand while tapping jay's cheek with my other not once looking away from whatever this thing was I could make out that it was slowly approaching from the tree, hiding behind each tree as it came closer and closer, as if it were savoring the moment. Suddenly, I felt movement from Jay as he began waking up, but I dared not look at him. Jay, Jay, you conscious? I whispered. What? What's it Oh, my, my face is killing me. He groans while he sluggishly starts to move around on the floor. Jay, get the F up right now. Man, if, if you don't, don't, we're both gonna get hurt or die. I don't know, man. Just, just get it be- now. I gasped. Okay, okay, I'm moving. He said with a sense of weakness as if he was still waking up. Jay, you must run up the road as quickly as possible. I'll be right behind you, man. I paused. Go! I yelled and he crawled to his feet and began sluggishly shuffling away. I stared at something that just gave, it just gave off the sense of death. I could no longer tell if it was moving or standing due to a considerable tree now partially blocking my full view. I could only see one eye glowing in the brim of the light. I used my hand to slowly scan the ground for my knife. After a couple of agonizing seconds, I found it and lifted it and moved directly into this thing. What I saw still messes with my head to this day. I can't understand it. It was a tall, humanoid, gray skinned creature with yellow eyes, no hair, and no ears. The sight of it chases me through my nightmares. A split second was all it took to put me into a fight or flight moment, and I chose flight out of a sense of survival. I ran, knife and torch in hand. I ran for miles because I ran out of the 18-mile woodblock radius and into civilian-used roads. I kept running until eventually a military troop transport slammed its brakes and my platoon sergeant and the platoon medic grabbed me and forced me into the back of the vehicle. I don't remember falling asleep, I just woke up in a hospital bed. I was pulled out of the field and taken to the nearest military base medical center for aid. After being debriefed by the medical personnel on the cuts, bruises, and high blood pressure results, I was given 24 hours bed rest before dealing with the consequences of going AWOL while on duty. The day passed without me realizing it, and the next thing I knew I had multiple military police, my platoon sergeant, and some high ranking officers questioning me and reading me a list of charges. After begging them to know about Jay, they told me they picked him up, but he kept saying he got lost from me and fell over and knocked himself out. I don't know if that's what he believed happened or if he's hiding what he truly knows. As for me, I received four months in military prison, a few hundred dollars worth of fines, and a photographic image of something that will haunt me for the rest of my nightmares. People, it would be best if you woke up. Whether it's hidden from the public or something that you can see in front of your eyes, there are creatures out there that make humanity drop a couple of levels on the food chain. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true deep woods, deep wilderness, great outdoors horror stories. If you enjoyed these stories, be sure to elbow that like button in the face as it helps me out a ton. Subscribe if you're new to the channel as it helps us grow. I upload nearly every single day in all things natural and supernatural. Many thanks to my good friend, The Dark Somnium, for helping me voice a few lines in that last story. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. If you're not already familiar with the Dark Somnium's channel, definitely check him out, I'll have a link in the description. He uploads great narrations, he does all his own sound design, full sound effects, it's an experience to listen to his stuff, it's really cool. I actually just played a character in one of his new stories that just came out, so be sure to check it out and let me know what you think. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode... Be sure to submit your story from the great outdoors at swampdweller.net or on Reddit at r/TheDarkSwamp. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and pretty much anywhere you find your favorite podcast online. It would be great if you could also give us a 5-star rating on those platforms as it helps us grow. Thank you guys so much for supporting the Swamp the way you do. I'd love to know what story was your favorite in the comments down below. If you made it all the way to the end, be sure to comment the code word, Jumping Forest, to let me know that you made it to the end and to confuse anybody who didn't. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you again to Dark Somnium, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.